to METV Put Your Family First Podcast. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. We popping it off today in the studio how you can fulfill your dreams. Now, of course, as in the past, we've been enjoying the different conversations. But uh, today we're going to take it on how you can fulfill your dreams. Uh, I'm fulfilling, but I ain't satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) I am not satisfied at all, but I am fulfilling. And so with that being the case, we're going to say, what's up? How you doing, Heather? I am feeling really good today. Thank you for asking. That's what's up. The queen is in the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what's the what's the next move? Well, um, actually, the topic for today, as we are wrapping up National Mentoring Month, I thought it would be fitting to uh, end this month and kick off uh, the month of February at the same time and just kind of introduce a particular quote that um that is uh, very much a part of the the movement the vibration the energy of emmy which is um live your greatest dream and that was a that's one of the calvin man quotes and we're going to build around that conversation just because today has been such an enlightening day and an awakening day um, in some of our study today uh, from early this morning to conversations throughout the day and how those things become confirmed around the, the dream that you may have for yourself, um, the dream that you may have for your family, your friends or your loved ones. One of the important pieces of having a dream is being able to hold that vision and have others to hold that vision and intention for you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that just to kick off the conversation. And we're going to talk about three other uh, components of it. The first one is the dream, the vision. And the second one is your dream team. And the third one is the awakening imagination and the education that's required for you to fulfill your dreams. Shouldn't we awaken the imagination first? No. You don't want to awaken your imagination? Well, I mean, you're going to be awakened at the various stages. So once you have a dream, you're already awake. You're actually not quite awake then because dreaming is a sleep state. We need um, imagination is a wake state. So you have to move through that process. Oh, so dreaming is a sleep state. Mm-hmm. Imagination is a awakened state. Is that yes. what you're saying? Absolutely. And manifestation is an action state. It, it is. Come on now. Don't, don't stop there. <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's, let's, let's do what we do. Um, be, before we really get into that, um, I was asked earlier if I had anything to add to the, the young man who was beat massively um, mm-hmm. and uh, earlier. And, and I always, you know, kind of reserve my judgment. In a lot of cases, I, I, I can be responsive and reactive to these things. Um, 
one, y'all know how I feel about a father being in any kind of situation. But, you know, for me is it was just another day at this particular point. Um, another male was killed. And, um, you know, uh, everybody want to make it more than what it was, which I think devalues any man that has been murdered uh, in our society. So uh, I think, you know, that's why I'm going to reserve my opinion. The, the, the second part uh, before you really get started is really understanding um, this, this, this concept of wanting your child to get help, but allowing the child to run the show. That's a that's that's kind of an oxymoron. It's like um, I'm wanting the child to get help, but don't want to do the things for the child to get help. So the child determines, as they have been, making their own decision. And a lot of times, we allow these kids to make decisions they're not even prepared to make, and that's a tough thing. So I just wanted to get that off the table for me, um, uh, and uh, let's do it. I mean, we can actually incorporate that into uh, how to fulfill your dreams. So one of the first steps that we need to talk about is having a clear mind, having an open heart to be able to receive it, and then taking the next step to believe that the dream that you have for yourself is even possible. And so I I consider this still our, our sleep state because it... In our sleep state, kind of anything is possible, but when you wake up, you make a distinction between that dream and then your awakened state. Like in my awakened, in my dream state, I might be able to fly, but in your awakened state, you may say, oh, well, that's just ridiculous. You can't really fly as a human being. However, if you look at the word itself and what it implies, you can fly, right? You can jump on an airplane, you can skydive, you can uh, air glide. There are lots of ways that you can fly. But if you're limited in your thinking, if you're still um, believing that things are impossible for you, then they become impossible. And to acknowledge that things are impossible to you is to be asleep. It is to not uh, consciously recognize that the possibilities are endless. And so as we look at uh, our dreams and and how the dream becomes the vision, there are components of those things that we we dream about and daydream or the things that we we want to believe that we can do. And it could be as simple as, you know, when you were a little kid, you dreamed about being a uh, fireman when you grew up. And somewhere along the line, someone told you or convinced you that it wasn't possible for you to be a fireman or or that there were obstacles put in your way that you believe prevented you from becoming one. And so when we're I believe that in our in our sleeping state and that state that we don't believe that things are possible, we can allow obstacles then to stand before us and and deter us or turn us back or away from what we believe that is really for us or that we desire. And I think that's uh, that's part of the the um, the thinking that takes you away from being able to move from a dream to a vision. 
and and it's possible to do that. And I say that uh, sometimes you have to have a dream team to do it. So you have thoughts on dream to vision? So so more importantly, I think you know having a dream is 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 a, um, is such an important uh, epiphany. Uh, having a dream is is you see a problem and you want to fix it. Having a dream is uh, you know poverty. Having a dream is you know when they say Martin Luther King had a dream. Um, you know we talk about the things that you can see in a dream. Now how do you manifest that dream, right? Um, and for me, uh, dreaming, uh, as you say, is a sleep state, but you very well could be daydreaming. And in and, and that process, right, um, a lot of things happen to you. And, and as we were discussing earlier, when you are going and you decide and you lock in on your dream, the one thing that you got to be concerned about is all the good that comes to you to distract you from your dreams. You can handle the obstacles. You can handle the course, the toughness, right? But all that good come to you, you got to be able to handle that as well. So um, I, I, I feel you on most definitely on the dream and getting the vision um, because, you know, man, uh, you're talking about painting a vision. You know, I got this from the mud, right? And so I've been talking, encourage me, I'm young for for years, right? And and it's manifesting in a way that um it's it became uh, what it is and so now we uh our team and and the people and the volunteers and the the donors and the, and the people that see that assisted uh back to my speech last Friday the, the ingredients counts. All ingredients counts. All ingredients counts. And so I, I think that um, when you when you look at this through um, the lens of this being uh, drawn to the end of National Mentoring Month, when you keep that as a backdrop, it implies that somebody has to be there to show you or guide you or hold that intention for you and of you. It's important that you start to build and fulfill the dreams as they become a vision and to help that transition along. So how to fulfill the dream? The first thing you have to do is help it to become a vision. So move it from the subconscious mind or the sleeping state into a, into your reality, which then is creating your vision. And so our vision is kind of the plan for how you can actually see something. And so it, it, there's some other components in that, right? And mm -hmm. able to see yourself as a particular being or in a particular situation or doing a particular thing. There's some creativity that has to take place. But in order to make that happen, that vision, one of the first steps of manifesting is to write the vision. Write it down. And so if you're not making affirmations, if you're not seeing those words, if you're not eating those words, embracing those words, um, uh, thinking those words, if you're not keeping those words in front of you, you're still in the dream state. You're not quite awakening into it becoming a vision. So we want to secure the dream by it evolving into a vision for your life. That vision starts with what you write. And it can start with, I I am a firefighter. 
I am a happily married woman. I am innovative. I am a best-selling author. I am, and as you notice, I am using I am statements, which is even more powerful when you recognize who I am really is. But that's a whole nother show. We'll have to talk about that one at another time. <laughs> but just to use the tools that we've been given, uh, we need affirmations as a part of that tool to make that vision reality. We need those words. And then as we take those words in, we also have to be sharing those words with those people who you trust, those people who will pour into your vision, those people who will hold the intention for you, for your vision. So I'll give you an example. When um, when you're a child and you want to be that firefighter and your parents or your grandparents get you a, a firefighter's hat, they get you the little fire truck to drive around because they know that you want to be a firefighter. You, They take you to the fire, fire department to meet the firefighters. They invest in you and your dream becoming that vision. So they're helping that vision, that dream to become that vision for you as a child. They're holding the intention for you giving you tools and resources to help affirm that in you. Because if you can see yourself in the little fire truck, in the little fire hat, you know, talking to a firefighter, taking a picture, those are the types of things that help to build a dream. That is part of your dream team. That is now how we move that vision and help our and start to develop our dream team. Typically, our dream team starts with our family. It starts with our teachers it starts with the people who care about us, who believe in us, right? That's how we start to develop our dream team. Dream team is in the house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dream, dream, the dream, the dream, dream, dream team, dream, dream, the dream, 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 dream team is in the house. Yeah, you got to have a team. You got to have a team. Um, you can, you know. Um, the individual mindset starts out, you, you have a vision individually, you come up and you build this thing out, you put it on paper, and then you got to have a team. You got to find people that, you know, and believe, right? And depending on the position, nonprofit is different from for profit, right? Uh, a lot of people will run from nonprofit, a lot of people run to for profit. But in the process, you know, it's, it's having a decent team. Or better, and it's always evolving. The team is always evolving, and the people have to believe in the dream. And uh, those are the hallmarks for you know uh, manifestation uh, coming together. Uh, we're getting ready to start a new ritual. We'll talk about um, later on for our office uh, to improve. Um, you know, how we can take and draw and bring everything really to us, right? And so we're going to add this to our office. It'll always be part of what we do going forward as we're building because we're moving levels. And so when you're moving levels, you have to prepare yourself for devils. And in in that process, um, you got to also prepare yourself to you not being your own devil. And so uh, the, the, the dream team concept is important, but no, the team that you might start out with might not be the team that you finish with. Absolutely. And so you got to be able to, you know, really move, shake, because people will show 
and and be who they are, you know, and uh, that's how you uh, get to another level because you got to bring in people to say, hey, that's not how it goes. So the dream team piece is, is important to your dream because um, that's the way um, it's going to move. Uh, no business, no person, no relationship, no championship. Uh, nothing is ran by yourself. You know, and we had this tendency to think that I'm this individual and I do this. No, believe me, this is not done. You know, as a matter of fact, I can give you a list. I can start from the dentist (laughs) to friends to uh, neighbors to classmates. Uh, I'm here to tell you, encourage me, I'm young. It's not just Calvin Mann. There are multiple people contributing to keep us where we, uh, you know, keep us and moving us and helping us get to where we got to go. And appreciation for them is I wish I had the money to throw the biggest party for them. Right. But that's that's knowing that our team of people um, has made sure that we got this far uh, and, and they're constantly pouring in. And so our team is very vast, is, is big. We don't have a small team. And, and, and so I'm just grateful and appreciative of those very things. And that's what we have to do. We have to be grateful to a team. If you micromanage anything, you will lose it. Well, I, since we were talking about our team right now, I want to make sure that we thank our engineer, Monique, in the studio with us, wah, who's wah, navigating woo, woo. this show to make sure it's uh, woo, it's gone and that we can deliver this message. So thank you, woo, Monique, woo. too, as part of the team. Um, so I, I do want to also talk about a few components of the team. When I, when I mentioned uh, that your team, members of your team have to be able to hold the vision for you. So sometimes what that means is when you start to doubt or you start to falter or you start to become your own obstacle, you need to have somebody that can pull you back to the center that can say, no, this is what you this is what you said. This is what you wrote. This is why you did what you did. And I believe that you're the right person to do this. That's right. I believe that you're going to be the best firefighter that exists. I believe that you can do this. I believe that you were you were groomed to lead in this way. You were groomed to offer this level of protection to our families. Come on. <laughs> I think that's important. And so some of the other ways that people can hold the vision, like you were when you were a little kid, they bought you a little fire cap, right? They bought mm-hmm. you the little fire truck, right? They they turned the fire hose, the, the fire hydrant mm-hmm. off you in the summertime. Mm-hmm. These are people who are holding a vision for you. Preach, preach. So recognizing who your team is is important. And at recognizing how that team exists is important. So as a teacher, maybe your teacher had you do research on uh, a career that you were um, that you were interested in, and at the end of your the paper that you wrote or the presentation that you delivered about it gave you that extra feedback and said, you know what, for career day we're going to bring in a firefighter because that's somebody that you were. This is a career that you you have an interest in. They're holding the vision for you. They're adding to your vision, and remember that people who are holding the vision for you are not only pushing you toward that vision, Mm -hmm. providing you tools and resources for that vision, 
but also in those times where you are faltering or doubting, they're the ones that uplift you in that vision. Right. They give you the words of encouragement to keep going, to oh, push yeah. forward. You, can't, you ain't got time for that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I heard that one. And, and don't give up. They'll tell you, don't give up. You ain't got time for that. Or do this or step back. Just take a breath, but don't quit. Your, your team won't let you quit. That's an important component or characteristic of a team member. You find these types of qualities in mentors. You find these types of qualities in a uh, wife and a coach. Yes. You find that you find those things in your mates. You find those things in your friends. It's one of the characteristics of recognizing and that a this husband. is a team. Absolutely a husband. I consider that a mate, too. <laughs> no question. Parents. You find that in parents, That's too. right. And so you have to be mindful of where all of those reinforcements are coming from. To be part of your team. Maybe somebody's part of your team. You go to the store and a particular thing that you need, they make sure you have it. They become a part of your team, an external part of your team. And once you, you're on that pathway, giving attention to how the affirmations, how the confirmations, how the information is flowing for you is really important. So as we move into this next phase of how to fulfill your dream, we're talking about the uh, awakened mind, so conscious and aware that this is really what you want to do. This is how you're going to invest your time. This is where you're going to invest your energy. All of those things are important. How you're going to use your currency and your resources. So currency is not just um, money. Currency are, is all the things that keep you moving in the right direction, that keep you flowing, keep you in your flow. Um, those things are important. So the resources also that it's going to take. Sometimes it may take a scholarship. Sometimes it may take a, a loan. Sometimes it may take a grant. Sometimes it may take a hand up instead of a handout. Sometimes it may take um, taking a step back only to take two steps forward. Those things come when you're in the awakened state. There is an expectation that things are going to come, people are going to go, but the expectation is that you're going to continue to flow. You're going to continue to stay in the current of the vision because you've already decided what you want and that this is the thing that's going to manifest. And so with your belief, your confirmation, their thought, word, and deed, your investment of time and effort can manifest that very thing that you want to see happen in your life. So that dream, that bid, that dream that is now your vision, now is in a different state where you're awakened and you're committed. You're committed to this next course. You're committed to this 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 vision, and now it's time to use some imagination because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take your imagination to be able to see the end result, to see what you want to see and hold that idea. So how can you see yourself as a firefighter? Do you see yourself as a firefighter? Do you see the hat on your head? Do you hear the, the, the horn blow? Do you see yourself um, being able to support your community in this way to keep it safe? These are really important things to be able to visualize. 
And visualization starts from imagination. Well, yeah, but you said you were awakened. Mm-hmm. And then you said you had uh, the imagination. What are the triggers for your imagination? So imagination, because a lot of people stare out the window and imagine a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious is full of filth. Mm-hmm. It records it. It brings it in. So as you're trying to be creative and pull from your imagination, your imagination will likely give you everything that you've been processing. So now you can't really think. It's just that your imagination is interrupting your whole process. You know what? Boy, look at mm-hmm. that. Right. Ooh. And then here <laughs> comes those things that really, oh, man, that was sweet. Or not being able to complete a sentence. How many times has it been said where you get distracted? You're not even been able to complete a sentence. The thing that I learned that was very impactful is the re- it's not necessarily that your mind, that you drift when you drift off or when you're distracted. It is because of the way you were raised that you had these moments where you're not even present. This occurs to you a lot earlier than you even know. So cognitively, you're not even present. And you're talking about what happened in your past, in oh. your meridian path versus All of what that happens because present. You, because once you wake up, I woke up to my dream. And I'm waking up to my dream. There are things on the path that I did that had nothing to do with my dream that's going to interrupt my awakeness. And it'll jump. It'll jump from here. It'll jump from there. It'll jump from here. Right? So it'll jump. Your imagination comes in. Where you are imagining the things that you want to fulfill, the dreams that you want to take, but your subconscious is punching away at you, which comes back to why you have to do so much good to overcompensate for that, that, that lower mindset that you fed a whole lot of bad. So give an example. So what I mean by that is, is you know, I, I had this vision about just particularly about a reading contest, right? Mm-hmm. So in the process, every time I think about that, in the back of my mind for that process is another voice saying, you know, why would you do that? Right now is not the time. You need to make sure you this. You got that. All I was saying was I wasn't acting on it. I was awakened to it. It's in my imagination but that constant where I can build it out is interrupted by my foolishness that I did long before. I could be most definitely focused. I can focus in. But here comes the foolishness to knock me off that line. So let, right? let, me, let me say this then. And so, what? hold on, let me finish. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. you have to educate your lower self, right? to smother out the lower self's negativity while you are being awakened and have the imagination because you can have the imagination for your dream the whole nine and it's manifesting and your lower self is not doused in good, right? And so that, of course, right, you need to educate your lower self on all the good. Um, My man said, uh, speak, what, what they say, speak as though you already have it, 
But you have to do that so much because you've spoken so much doubt and your lower self will interrupt your higher self. So you got to educate that lower self so your awakeness and your imagination can flow. Right? Because without that, you're going to have those interruptions and you got to learn how to control lower self. But that's that's my two cents on being awakened, making sure that you, you are awakened and cover your lower self because your lower self is going to take shots and is undefeated. And I don't care who you are. Your lower self is going to take shots unless you cover it and educate your lower self. And I mean, I, of course, I agree with that. But we're trying to keep uh, understand that uh, there's a process that happens. The first thing is moving from a dream to a vision. Right. Right. That's the first part. So if if you had that and the things that you have to do to shift from the dream to the vision, which is writing that down, having affirmations, keeping those things in front of you. And the assumption that I'm making is that that vision, that dream that becomes a vision is something that's going to bring good into the world and to you. That's that's the idea that I have. Okay, so this is the premise that I'm basing all of this on, because by the time that vision then gets into the hands or the state of your team, they're holding that vision for you. So now it's not just you holding that vision and that idea. They're also holding you accountable for that vision and that idea. Mm. They're investing in you. So now even as you are learning and growing and growing out of certain habits and behaviors that may not no longer serve you, you have this team of people holding you accountable and holding that good thing that you have a vision for to standard. And sometimes when you're falling, people need to hold you up. And so you need that team. That's why that team is so important. That also becomes your check and balance system. Mm-hmm. They're holding you. They're checking you. What you? What are you doing? Your mentor is saying, what are you doing? What are you doing with this crowd of people? They don't serve the purpose that you're trying or the vision that you're trying to, to have for your life. They're holding you accountable for who's around you. They're holding you accountable to your challenges and to your, obstinate, your uh, obstacles. And so that's an important piece to have. That's why it has to be in place. That's why you have a team to help you to build and grow and win that part of the consciousness that you need to have the good overcome the lower self that you spoke of. And indeed, there is an education process, especially when you get to this level. When you get to the point where you have people holding you accountable, where there's something that you want to learn, to become a firefighter, you have to take a test. You have to pass a physical test. You have to pass the health test. Um, There are some things that they do in terms of background check. There are all of these things that you have to be educated on, right? You have to learn how to become a firefighter. You have to go through the training to become a firefighter. That is part of the education process. You have to understand the risk that is involved in that. It may seem very glamorous as a four-year-old wanting to be a firefighter, or a 12-year-old wanting to be a firefighter. But when you start to understand the reality, educate yourself on the reality and the risk involved, is that still the dream or the vision that you now have? And so, again, there are people that are holding you accountable. At that point, you start to have other people around you who are firefighters, 
who have who understand the risk that can help you with some of the things that you need to overcome, some of the lessons that you need to learn, some of the lifestyle choices that you might not want to be a smoker as a firefighter, knowing that so many homes are, have been devastated because of people who smoke. Maybe that's the lesson that you needed to learn. But only someone who's experienced can ex- expose you to that and help you to re-educate yourself even from some of the vices that we even have. Mm. So I think that that process puts those systems already in place to help support you to fulfill that dream. Yeah, but they, they I get it. And, and because of that, <laughs> again, because of that, I'm very, very um, excited about the outcomes, mm-hmm. right? What is, the, what is the outcome of your dream? Um, what is your dream being successful look like, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, some people say, um, "Man, if, if you help one person, you you didn't help the world." I ain't like that one, right? Helping one person, you can walk out the door and help somebody. You can help one person. Now, if you can't help one person, then you got a problem in itself, right? Right. But the the other part. Um, is after you go through all of that, once you fulfill your dream, you got to have some real toughness. Mental toughness. Mental toughness. Okay. You got to have some real mental toughness to fulfill and to continue. Um, to survive the to survive the dream. Yeah, yeah, because the, the survive the vision. Right, because what are you really doing, right? Okay, and now that I got it, like we were talking about earlier, I heard you and the trees talking earlier. Yeah, now that I have this, what do I do? Oh, I you know, I got anxiety. You know what I mean? I got these issues. Um that I discovered once I got what I wanted, this is where I set my limitation. And to me, that's a limitation thinking. Like, if you start a business to sell, then say from the word go, you started a business to sell. But if you find in the purpose, find yourself drowned in purpose, finding yourself to go for purpose, and you run into somebody like me, yeah, well, that situation is in trouble. So, and I say all that because you got to have the mental toughness to endure. I got my dream. Now I got to endure 10, 12, 5, 2, 3, 12, 15, 18, 19 years. I got to be able to be consistent. Right? Because awaken and imagination and education and dream team and dream vision and all of that, I had no choice but to be consistent. And that was the strength. Now I'm learning so much more. Even just about myself. So I think we have to understand that you got to have a certain amount of toughness, mental toughness, fortitude beyond the dream, because Mm -hmm. that's how you get it. You can run right into your dream tomorrow, but you got to have some fortitude to handle it. Right. And and then if you look in the past and on to somebody who who are you starting this pass on with first, all of those things play a part. Absolutely. All of those things. So for me that that that's a these are great points, right? And in between we should put toughness between each one. 
right? Because mm -hmm. in order for you to get where you're going, you're going to need some of this. Resilience, absolutely. Resilience is an important key. Um, the mental toughness, absolutely. Um, and then just holding yourself accountable. Ooh. There, there, is, um, there is a definite pattern between what we hold ourselves accountable for and how we get to what we see as our next destination. What's the next des destination? And do you have what it takes to bounce back when you run into those obstacles or you have to climb over those walls or you have to dig under them or knock them down completely? It, it, what's, in the, what's, in the, what's in your path of, of that vision and that dream being fulfilled? What's in the pathway? So does, it does take all of those things. And then what do you endure as you are reaching that space? Those things are really important. Hey, you, you had me a hello. <laughs> because it, it, you know this, right? A lot of people, we jump out. And, and this, is, this is not a being in business and, and working towards something. It's not an easy task. It's not. But I tell you what, it's fulfilling. And if you can, if you can get up every day, Right, because that's what we talked about, how to fulfill a dream. If you can fulfill every day, morning, um, doing the things that you need to do. Or love to do and want to do. And want to do. And you got that formula, like, you winning. So that's why I was like, what does your success really look like? Right? Your success could really mean you're just consistent. Your success can mean... You are being paid for it. Your success can mean, nah, I don't want to be the American way. I'm going to move to another country. Like there's, your success is in a number of places. And and with that, you know, with that, I, I, I most definitely, you know, I love the fact seek answers, right? I love that, right? Because it, you don't know everything. And so when you seek an answer, you got to put yourself in a position to listen so you can learn something new. And, and I do want to I do want to just make sure I, I put this out there. You can have a number and should have a number of these dreams. It still follows the same process. So say the, the primary one we we're talking about is a career pathway. How about that relationship? How about that healthy marriage? How about having a family? How about having and building wealth? How about that vacation, that, um, that place that you've always Excuse wanted to see, uh, that thing that you always wanted to do? It's the same process. If you use the, the formula that we just talked about, you can apply it across uh, different types of vision and dreams for mm -hmm. your life. Um, you can do that for a, a particular car. You want a particular car. And, and, you know, and we all have these stories, right, that we have of ourselves or people that we know. Uh, I have a, my, one of my brothers. I, I say that he has mad, crazy favor. Um, um, and I, I say that because there are things that have happened in his life. And, I, and this is funny because um, he was um, awarded one of the uh, the. Uh, dreamers that um, I believe it was um, I think it was Mike Illich that sponsored its elementary school class and he committed to 
making sure that all of them that wanted to go to college or wanted to go to trade school, that he would pay for their education. And so they formed an organization around this commitment to help those young those kids from elementary school all the way up through high school and college navigate their journey. Now imagine that. Imagine how rare that is as an act and the fact that they called it the dreamers, right? They were called the dreamers. And my brother happened to be in the class where they extended that to them. And so he was able, he he was going through elementary, middle, and high school already knowing that he had a full college education or whatever type of training he wanted to go through. The thought of that is amazing to me. That, to me, is mad crazy favor because I want to say, I don't think it was more than uh, maybe 50 or 60 kids that they made that promise to. Mm. That's a rare, that's like hitting the lottery, right? To have a, a have established an elementary school, your journey, and somebody to help be part of that team that helps you navigate that. That's amazing to me. And so he's had things in his life that happened to me that are mad crazy favor. Um, when he was younger, I mean, some, some tragic things happened too that put him on the other side of through. But he was always he was always just a fraction away from a, a, a devastating event. But because he had that mad crazy favor, he was able to navigate life in a way that helped to fulfill him, one. And anything that he put his mind to from that point, he has always manifested it. He is all if he says he wants to go to Aruba for a week, he said he wanted to swim with the, the dolphins and swim with the sharks or something. <laughs> I think it was swim with the dolphins. So so he put he set that in his mind. He said he wanted an alligator. He set his mind to getting an alligator. He got an alligator. I mean, so um, it just they may seem like small things until you see them manifest. Mm. And what he had gone through and who supported him, who held the vision, who believed in him, who believed in what he said he wanted to do. He had people in his life that believed in him. That when he got to a particular point and he needed somebody else's help, he got that help. It was already it was already there for him. And so with this mad, crazy favor that those kinds of opportunities have happened for him throughout his life. It was a particular particular car that he wanted. Um, that he had seen, it wasn't very a very popular car in the U.S., but he set his mind to having this car. He said, "I'm going to I'm going to have that car." And guess what? He actually manifested that car. And so, uh, there, there there are people who are like that. It seems to come to them. I'm going to say with ease, not easy, but with more ease than others. Mm. And sometimes we do have more ease than others. But it doesn't make it less valuable. It doesn't make it less important. And it doesn't make the formula less valuable. So what what it should awaken in you is if this person did it, then I can do it. Mm. If if you can do it, then I can do it. It may not happen the same way and it may not be the same thing. But when you look at it and you frame it that way, that becomes your inspiration. That is your use of imagination. And going through the process 
of making it happen, knowing that you have a formula to do it, it's even better. So, so great. <laughs> that's, that's, no, I, I get it. So let's give, give me, give them two steps that they can take, right? Give mm-hmm. them two steps that they can take. Start with number one. What step can a person take that's listening right now mm-hmm. to begin to manifest their vision? I know you you said some things already, mm-hmm. but give them two concrete, plain and simple lessons and steps that they can take, and then I'll come behind you and add. Okay. So the first thing is, what do you want? What do you want in your life? What do you want to see? Um, what do you want to be a part of? So you, you look at... Uh, uh, America's Got Talent, right? You look at what do you want? I want to show the world my talent. I want to be appreciated and loved, and I want to have this big record contract because I love to sing. Whatever it is that you want to do, you have to start there. It starts with knowing what you want. And then how you shift that desire of want to a, a, a vision is the first step in doing that is to write it down. If you're serious about what you want, write it down. And I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about acting over somebody else's will. Somebody you want to have a relationship with rejected you, and you still want them, and they no longer they don't want you in the same way. That is imp- imp- um, impacting somebody else's will with your own. Okay, that is not a healthy activity. Now, it's different to want to have somebody who has the same qualities or make you feel a certain way. But when you say it has to be this person, like it has to be the rock, that's that is my husband. Well, he's already married. He's already taken. So if you want certain qualities, then you ask for the qualities and then you go about you can write those things down. I definitely know how that works. So write it down. So know what you want. And I'm talking about when it comes to people or mates and things like that, you cannot impose your will against somebody else's or on someone else's will. So that's the thing. So you have to make sure that your vision aligns with um, more uh, spiritual principles, if you will. But you cannot impose your will on somebody else's. You can't say, I want somebody else's house, car, husband, wife, uh, kid. You, you, that's imposing your will on someone else. What you can say is, I want a healthy family. I want to have a house and a car and a family. You can, you can vision for that, but not to say that you have to have somebody else's something. That's crossing the line, and that's a, a, a level of karma that you do not want to carry. So... The first step is know what you want. Then once you are sure that this is what you want, because you're going to have to invest in it, make sure this is what you want, then write it down. Write the vision, make it plain. Then you start to bring in your team to help support you. Somebody or people who you know will hold that vision for you. Very important piece. Because not only are they going to hold the vision for you, they're going to hold you accountable. And so they're not going to let you deviate from that in that you talked about the things that we can do in our lower self where we get off track without somebody saying something to you. That's your team. So making sure you have a good and strong team on your side to help manifest whatever that is for you to hold that vision as you're going through the process and then being able to use your affirmations and the confirmations to help you to make sure that you can make that come to pass. So those would be the first two things you have to do. 
Three. The third thing you need to do is now start to build on it. Calvin called it education. So I call it imagination as well. So what do you see? So start to look at colors of things, start to bring details to the surface. Like if you, we talked about the firefighter example, but now let's talk about it as, as a mate because there are people who want to be in healthy relationships. So now what are you doing to be healthy? What are you doing for yourself to be healthy? You want to be able to travel with your mate. What are you doing to be able to travel with your mate? Do you have a passport? Do you have um, a credit card? Because all the travel now, the the hotels, the rental card, all of that, you have to have a credit card. So in order to get a credit card, is your credit appropriate for credit card use? Are you able to balance your your spending? Um, those kinds of things. Now those are the details. So that third part, once we get to imagination, you have to be able to see yourself there. But also what are the actions to help you stay there, to help you um, enjoy the benefit of having that vision or that dream fulfilled? So, so that's the third stage. So my two cents, right, mm-hmm. besides putting it on paper, got to cover it. And you gotta cover you gotta cover that work with knowing, right, that you have to bury yourself inside that dream and that vision. And you you have to become it in order for it to happen, right? So it has to be something that literally can be consumed by you, but you manifest it outside of you, right? So believing so entrenched in yourself that when you speak it, you're manifesting it from the inside out. Um, it's very difficult, right? When you see all the people uh, accumulate and get their dreams, um, uh, get their dreams, and it's always something uh, beautiful, right? It, it's, they've gone through, it's been some incredible stories. Um, I, I always think about Lord and Taylor. A lot of people don't know the story about Lord and Taylor, how he made a promise to God that if he if he helped him get the sword, that's what he would name it. Uh, and that's why his last name was Taylor, so he named it Lord and Taylor, right? A lot of people didn't know the story behind Lord and Taylor, right? And the the, the principle and how he manifested that, right, it was, it was that entrenched. A lot of people don't know how uh, encouraged me. I'm young. People say all the time to me, I remember when you first started this. No, but you you don't break their heart when they say it. But, you know, like, man, I remember when you first started this. Well, you you know me a long time. <laughs> right. Because this been a this been a carry. It's been, you know, tough. But it's something that I truly believed in that has truly manifested itself in the lives of thousands. And so now. What do you do to take it to, you know, the next level? You intrinsically got to believe that this is the destiny for this vision and this dream. Heather, tell them where they can meet you at, baby. You can find me at www.yourinspiredjourney.com. That's inspired with a D. You can also reach out to me by phone at 313 759 7855. Again, that's 313-759-7855. All right. Well, again, great points, great show. Um, uh, I am, uh, I have to say that today, 
was a good day uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, and tomorrow, uh, Channel 7 will be in the parking lot um, to talk about the uh, mobile mentoring bus. Um, the The fact that it is a person out there or someone out there, the people that are out there that's going to continue to assist in manifesting um, Emmy it is such a great thing to wake up to every day knowing that I'm in a championship bout for these babies. And uh, I thank you. And with that, I have to tell you, uh, going forward, this is the Put Your Family First podcast. And we will continue to uh, put families first and the information going forward and uh, look for some new things from us. And um, that's my two cents. If you got anything you'd like to add before we shut it out? I sure do. So um, we are still in the middle of our recruitment for our Emmy Future Leaders Program and our Emmy Elite Program. Our mentoring programs, our 14-week program, is for boys starting at age 8 to age 24. It is important that everyone have a mentor. Um, It doesn't matter how old or young, but it does matter for our boys right now that it's very intentional. What are you doing with your time and who's guiding that time? We need to make sure that our boys are taken care of. Get them in our mentoring program. We have two more weeks to uh, recruit boys in. It's important that our boys, if they're having more and more of a sedentary lifestyle, meaning they're sitting around a lot, it's impacting their growth, their ability to to produce the, the level of testosterone that they need to help them encourage them and the things they need to do as young men and into manhood. So if you have those 18 to 24-year-olds who are couch potatoes, who are weed-smoking, game-playing, homebound young men, they need alternatives. And so Calvin mentioned earlier about us allowing kids to make decisions, uh, to make adult decisions. We need for our parents to make the types of decisions, even though there may be some pushback because they're taken away from the things that they have been given that are common for them. They need to take this next step forward. Let them know this is for them to move forward and stay on them. Don't let them quit. You know how to to negotiate as a parent if that's what you have to do. Get them involved. We are losing too many of our boys to violence. We're losing too many of our boys in their identity. We're losing too many of our boys to things that they have no, that have no value or serve them no more purpose. It's time for our boys to take their rightful place. And it's time for our parents, especially our moms, and our grandmothers to take a stand, put them in places where they have positive men to identify with and they have positive activities to be involved with to help them guide and navigate these important waters that we're in right now. So, again, reach out to us for at Emmy. You can give us a call. Visit our website first uh, at emmyworld.com. You can reach us at 313-638-EMMY, E-M-I-Y. So reach out to us. Let's go. We don't have to, we don't, we can't intervene, and that's what we're here to do. All right. Well, you heard it. Y'all have an awesome, awesome day. Remember, make sure you put your family first.
We got to change the culture, baby. Peace.